when one is writing a character for a movie or a book or a play or a play, you want the character to be two of three things. And that will make the character a character that an audience can get behind and they won't think is just completely despicable and loathsome mm-hmm. or just pathetic, you know. So one, they have to be a good person. So have some morals, be kind to other people, that kind of thing. Two, they should be a skilled person. So good at their job, good at what they do. The third thing is they have to be a funny person. The the character Sherlock in Sherlock um, is played by Benedict Cumberbatch. That character is a pretty despicable person. Does Mm. not really care about other people at all. However, he is very good at his job. He is a skilled person. And also, just the way he behaves is so odd and it's funny to us. So that's a good character that even though he even though he can be kind of an unempathetic, self-centered jerk, we still like the character because he's skilled and funny. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any other characters that are like that, that lack one of those things, but the other two is there? Skilled, funny, or a good person. Well, mm-hmm. as you were talking, I was thinking about uh, James Bond. Yes. Who is highly skilled. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we, why we like him or why, well, let me put it this way. Why people who like James Bond movies mm-hmm. like James Bond. I don't necessarily put myself in that category of someone who enjoys James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. I don't often go out of my way to watch a James Bond movie. Yeah. But he, he's definitely skilled. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's funny. I don't. I don't think I've seen any. They got more Bond. serious as it went on. Like um, Sean Connery was pretty funny. Um, That's true. He had some funny lines. What's his name from? Uh, oh goodness, uh, the spy who loved me. Is that Roger Moore? It was Roger Moore. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. There were some lighthearted uh, yeah. lines in there. Well, yeah, there was, like, the person who died in the phone booth or whatever. He goes and he finds the person. Like, he opens the door. The person falls out of the phone booth onto the floor. He, like, checks the guy's pockets. He's like, oh, no, he's missing that um, that USB stick that he had with the plans for the uh, nuclear something or other. You know, and before he leaves, he just, like, sticks an out-of-order sign on the guy and then goes away. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> So there's some humor. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, maybe I've forgotten about that. But yeah, James Mm -hmm. Bond does not strike me as the type of person who an audience would be attracted to because of their good natured, you know, fun loving, you know, fun to be around type of personality. Roger Moore definitely was. He was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, never mind then. Um, (laughs) Forget I said anything. Yeah. Um, See, these sort of like crime fighting people often are not very like good people themselves but they have other qualities yeah because 007 is an assassin we Mm -hmm. wouldn't call that being Mm -hmm. a good person but he's highly competent and highly skilled plus the other thing is he's definitely on the good guy's side like he's Mm -hmm. always after some sort of arch nemesis nemesis an arch an arch nemesis arch nemesis an arch he's after an arch nemesis like the uh the guy who um the, you know, the bald-headed guy with the cat, and he's like, oh, yes, Mr. Mm-hmm. Bond. Yes. You know, he's, uh, he must, uh, yeah. I'll give you an offer you can't refuse. No, that's somebody, <laughs> that's somebody else with a cat. Yeah, um, this guy who, um, 
Yeah. I don't necessarily find the womanizer aspect of James Bond very attractive, but, you know. Correct. Like, right. I, I find that kind of odd. But, you know... To yeah, each we, their we own. Can get, we can get behind James Bond because of his affiliations with, uh, you know, who we consider good guys. MI6. Is it and, MI6 or is it MI5? MI, I don't remember. MI6? MI22. I think it's MI6. <laughs> MI6? Because, wait. Because, like, oh, this podcast I was listening to, um, the one where they have the British comedians have a topic and they talk about it. Yeah. They were talking about spies. And they tried to f- remember what all of the ones were. Like, one was, like, internal affairs and one was, um, like, foreign international stuff. And then the lines got blurred between what was real and what they were actually just making up. Because there was one where it was like, it was like, oh, yes, yes, an MI9 is for um, for dealing with dangerous dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't remember. MI9, otherwise known as animal control. Otherwise known as animal control. There's a good there's a good book uh, that I read and actually mm-hmm. a seminar that I attended. Um, the book is called How to Write Screenplays That Sell mm-hmm. by Michael Haig. Gotcha. And um, when we lived in LA, I actually went to that went to his seminar, his screenwriting seminar. Yeah, and he has um, some other categories for a, mm-hmm. means of establishing identification and sympathy from the audience in the yeah. main character. And his were uh, definitely humor was one of them. Yeah, he called this one power or competence, which is the right. skilled part, mm-hmm. where we can we can identify with people who are very good at what they do, and then the humor we identify with people who make us laugh, and then there's I think instead of good person, what he put was likability. Okay, he described that characteristic as likability. We identify with people that we care about, who we mm-hmm. like. Jeopardy was another yeah. one. We identify with people who we, that we're worried about. Okay. And then I we were referring to the movie Jeopardy. Jeopardy. No, and then and then the last um, means of I- establishing identification with the character is sympathy. We make the hero the victim of an undeserved misfortune of some kind. Yeah. Okay. So sympathy and Jeopardy and likability. This is where Aaron Brockovich fit in mm-hmm. because at the beginning of the movie, it's been many years since I saw this, but if I recall correctly, she's at a job interview. Mm-hmm. which is not going well. It's for a crap job anyway. And you can tell she's not going to get this job. She knows she's not going to get this job. The person interviewing her knows she's not going to get this job. And it's just, what a bummer. She mm-hmm. walks out of the interview dejected. Then she goes out to her little car, which is a junky little car that doesn't look very good. And there's a parking ticket on it. She goes, oh, she's got a parking ticket. Bad job interview, parking ticket. And then she mm-hmm. drives away and she immediately gets T-boned at the intersection. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So her car, so she has a disastrous job interview, has a parking ticket, and then gets in a car accident. Mm-hmm. So and this happens within the first like five minutes of the of the movie starting. Yeah. And so we feel for her because we've all been in situations like that where we've had a terrible day. Yeah. So we're on her side right from that point. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think of some other uh, movies. What about and, uh, and, what uh, about books. Die Hard? I want to talk about Die Hard in a little bit, but okay. Die Hard is. Die Hard is a well, uh, well put together um, movie. Actually, like I think I, oh, yeah. I think I used it in one of our, one of our like blog posts or something. You, you know what? I before, used it to talk you, about. What, before you go with this, let's define a term that we forgot to define at the very beginning. Did you say protagonist? Yes. Yeah, protagonist. Protagonist and antagonist. Yeah, protagonist. Is, Die Hard is interesting. Yes. In this regard. So, okay. So protagonist is, if you will, the hero of the story, the person who's who who is the who the audience is meant to identify with and follow mm-hmm. and root for. Yeah. The protagonist is a person with a goal. Yeah. 
And the antagonist often is a person with a goal also, but the goal is antithetical to the protagonist's goal. They are mm-hmm. at loggerheads. The, the antagonist is the nemesis. Sometimes the, the, the antagonist is just a person who has been, who starts at cross purposes mm-hmm. to the hero, to the protagonist, yeah. and remains that way throughout the movie. Yeah. But that person is not necessarily a bad guy. Yeah, like um, from Minority Report, the guy who comes to inspect the place and he th- thinks that maybe pre-crime is not such a great idea and then um, Tom Cruise's character goes on the run because he gets one of the, um, his name was on one of the balls that says yeah. you're gonna, he's going to commit a murder. Yeah. And so this guy, oh, the guy played by Colin Farrell. Okay. He's like got it out for this whole company. He's got it out for uh, Tom Cruise's character and everything. Yeah. And throughout the entire thing, he's like, trying to capture Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and is not able to do it. And he's like the antagonist who he's always running from. Um, and then circumstances change, and I won't tell you how, but... You know, okay. Yeah. Well, another good example of a, a very good antagonist mm-hmm. who is not really a bad person, certainly not by the end, is um, the uh, the black belt in Karate Kid, the mm-hmm. blonde, you know, beach beach blonde California beach guy who's got mm-hmm. this black belt in karate and he's really super good looking and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's he's the antagonist of Daniel LaRusso all the time, all through the movie. Um, and he is kind of a jerk. He's bully. He's not a nice person. But he has a very nice change of heart at the end of that movie. And he turns out, because remember at the end of the movie, Daniel wins the bout with, um, what is his name? It's Billy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and he wins the bout and then he says, you're all right, LaRusso. Good job. So he's a good sport in the end and he, and he understands, you know, some things. So, so he's a, he's a good, he's a good villain. <clears throat> so protagonist and antagonist, you're doing Die Hard. Yes. I was talking okay. about Die Hard. So the things that you had, you had likability, competence, and humor. I don't know if John McClane is really likable. He's like, He's like belligerent and argumentative and, uh, and snide, you know. He's got humor, though. He has humor, sure. though. And I'll... he's a pretty good cop, even though he is a cop who doesn't really follow the rules. Because there's that one that one uh, terrorist who's like, but you are policemen. There are rules for policemen. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's what my uh, captain keeps telling me. And then he like attacks the guy. <laughs> and they're like, that's the one where they go tumbling down the stairs and the guy's neck breaks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, well, there is a moment, though, in Die Hard early mm-hmm. on. Remember when he shows up at, at the hotel and he's he's hasn't seen his wife for a long time and they start this fight and they mm-hmm. fight and then she just walks out and says, I couldn't, can't believe you're so immature or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, J- and John McClane says, yeah. Yeah. What a dummy. He just yeah. berates himself. Yeah, like, he's like, he's like, I came all this way, and within five minutes of getting here, I'm already having a fight with my wife. Good yeah. job, idiot. Like, way so, to go, John. Very yeah. mature. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And we can definitely sympathize with that, because we've all been there. With the intention of making peace, and as soon as you get there, you just completely go back on that. Yeah. 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 But the other fun thing about Die Hard is that usually the hero of the, sh- of the, the movie is our protagonist, but- in Die Hard, I think John McClane is actually the antagonist mm-hmm. because he just happens to be there, and um, Hans Gruber and all of his um, all of his guys come in and they take these hostages and they're tr- basically 
all they wanted was, you know, to get some bearer bonds and blow up the building, fake their deaths, you know, and then um, be sitting on a beach making 20%. But John McClane is there trying to thwart them at every at every turn. That is an excellent point, Hannah. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, John McClane is actually the antagonist. And, he, yep. and he's, he's got the fly in the ointment, the monkey in the wrench. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and he has essentially, he doesn't really going to there with a plan. He's improvising all the way along. We're getting behind him because we know that his goal actually is to stop this this terrorist somehow. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and also his wife is one of the one of the um hostages as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, true. So we want we want to the uh mm-hmm. we want that situation to to end well. Um yeah, that's an interesting point that the mm-hmm. antagonist can be the hero. Yeah. If he's opposing uh, the dastardly plan of the villain mm-hmm. and you remember what uh what uh alfred hitchcock said the better the villain the better the movie 